Hey guys, I'm Jessica. Hey, I'm Camille, and we are highly hormonal. We are back again, and I'm uh, excited to talk about uh, today's episode of Back to School Shopping because we have, I'm sure, differing views one as a parent of young children and then one as a retired educator so i think this will be fun but before we get into that jessica give me a rundown what are you reading drinking what you um, doing this week give me a little quick rundown of your life took the kids this morning to our favorite coffee shop so i've got a white mocha i'm not wearing reindeer farm clothes because i have to be an adult and go out in the world today so i'm prepared <laughs> although it's hot as hell outside and i've got on a long sleeve shirt so i may change this but i've just got on like a little linen striped button-up shirt i just took ashton to uh, barnes and noble we did a little mommy daughter individual date she got one book and i bought three books and uh yeah, yeah. so i'm gonna start one of those i think i'm gonna start the midnight library by mm. matt Haig. It's good. I've read it a couple years ago. I really liked it. So I had a copy, intended to read it, loaned it out to somebody. It never circulated its way back to me. So now I've purchased it again. And now (laughs) I think I'm going to read it. So you liked it because reviews are really mixed on that book. People either love it or hate it. I've had nobody say like, oh, it's a three star. It's either a one or like a four or five. I would have to look up on my Goodreads where I keep all my books and I can do that quickly while you tell me what else you got going on. But yeah, um, watching. So you guys know we don't watch a lot of TV, but um, at bedtime we'll put something on and (laughs) we have found on Netflix, it's called Hack My House. And it's about like these designers. Have you seen that? They bring in a lot of technology and stuff to make people's spaces more functional. So it's like a remodel show, but it's more like high tech. It's not just like we got a new paint color and like got you this new dining room table and floor. Like it's, it's really cool. And my son likes it, but that has become a problem because he sleeps with us and he gets so into it. He stays up and it's midnight and I'm like, okay, we're turning the TV off and got to go to sleep going on. What we got going on is really what we're talking about today. I am a procrastinator and we always wait to do back to school shopping. And it stresses me out because we get there and their supply list will specify a 24 pack of crayons, but every mom and grandma and whoever's already been there. And I can't find a 24 pack of like regular ones they'll have like the 24 pack of glitter ones or whatever so Uh, yeah that's our plans for the week no new podcast just spending time with the kids animals have been crazy this week on the farm so tell me about you camille what you what you're reading watching wearing okay i just finished reading a georgie all along by kate claiborne i gave it four stars because and look fours and fives it's hard to get from me but Fours and fives for me elicit a friend that I read it with as a buddy read. And I had a lunch with her and we, anyway, we met and talked about it. So, and she gave it four stars too. So I was excited about that. Um, And then let's see, I'm also reading The Hiding Place by Corey Tinboom. They're making it into a movie. It's about a woman who helped hide Jews during World War II in Holland. I've seen this advertised for the movie. Yes. And so anyway, I'm reading the book and then doing a Zoom like thing online with it. And then, um, oh, two show. Well, one show, one podcast. The Curious Case of Natalia Grace on Netflix. Crazy 
documentary crazy up until like the very set like maybe the next to last episode I had no idea who was really the villain in this whole story so it was very good is it a true story yes it is okay and then it was also then then let's see I just I'm listening to I'm almost finished with Scamanda it's a podcast it's about some woman who scams people who who this happened I don't know how many years ago but anyway she was scamming people saying she had cancer she had a blog she had this huge following I'm listening to that and I'm almost finished with it so mm-hmm. two good recommendations well three a book a tv and a podcast I have Is this she week. in jail I don't know I'm not to that episode I got one more episode so that might tell me the answer to that yeah. but yeah so and usually if I hear like if somebody recommends one to me I don't do a lot of research on it before I listen because I like to kind of go in I mean, I'll know the premise. Like I knew this girl scammed people a lot of money because she said she had cancer, right? But I didn't know, I don't research the story before I listen. I just like go in blind because I'm like, okay, this has got to be good, you know? And so that way I get my own, like I really, I don't know. I just like it better. I think if I do it that way, but yeah, I gotcha. And just my regular coffee. I've been up, helped my daughter this morning, had to go to an appointment with her. And so, yeah. So let's talk back to school shopping, friend. Do it. I'm out of practice. It gives me anxiety. It's so funny. Okay. So as a child, I loved going back to school shopping. I don't know what it is when Staples or Walmart or Target or wherever you go, when they have all those notebooks and crayons and those cram packed in those couple of aisles, it smells like it just, it's nostalgic. So when I take my kids, I feel like it's like transported me back to, to when I was going and I loved it. So I don't know. It's nostalgic and I love it. I mean, it takes me back. But like I already said in our intro, I'm so bad. I get caught up in like trying to squeeze the last little bit out of summer. Mm. And this is the first summer that I don't have a job. So it feels different. So I'm excited. And that's why I feel like I can do it early because yeah. in the past I've worked and I've worked late. And then, you know, you get home and you have your commitments, the things you have to do. So then you don't want to go to Walmart or whatever and get all your stuff. Yeah. And then the weekend comes around and you're like, summer's coming to an end. I don't want to go spend two hours trying to find all, you know, because I've got three kids. So it's, we're going down the aisles and then, you know, you realize at the end of it that the teacher's got this wish list and we always try to honor a lot of that stuff. So then you're like, you're backtracking, but there's 30 buggies in these three aisles of things and people are rude and they don't scoot and it, and the kids are getting over and I'm over it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm abort a mission. Like I'm done. (laughs) Yeah. So it's so funny saying that, like, I like it and I hate it like all in the same. So I'm hoping that we'll go this week. And I'll love it because not as many mamas are going to be there. I'm going to go during the day. We've got our little list and I'm going to try to be organized and go and get it. And it just be over with. Yeah. Well, you know, your kids are older now too, and they can help you look for things. I mean, like, Hey, you know, here's your list. Here's your list. All right. You know where the notebooks are. Go over there and figure out how many you need and pick out your favorite colors. You know, mm-hmm. like, you know how many pencil packs you need. Go over there and pick out your favorite color. I mean, that is helpful, too, as they get a little bit older. Right. I mean, you're there with them and you can help them decide, is this the best buyer is this? But at the same time, they can easily go, oh, I need three folders, one red, one blue, one yellow. Done. Throw them in mm-hmm. the buggy. I mean, right. and you don't have to sit and pick out every single item yourself. So that's helpful. Right. And they can all read now. You know, Russ has really mastered reading. So I won't have to like 
I literally, like you said, can print their list. So it, it will probably be a new experience this year. Yeah. And yeah. I can like give them some control and a little more autonomy to make these decisions. I mean, we always try to give them some autonomy to make decisions. You know, they don't ever get that black and white composition notebook. I think Aniston had one with like (laughs) alpacas or llamas on it last year, you know? Yeah. Yeah. They're much more fun. When I think about back to school shopping and like thinking about supplies, I think about Lisa Frank. Do you Mm. remember Lisa Frank? I do, but you know, she was like behind my time. I mean, I was, you know, seventies and eighties and she was more late eighties, nineties, if I can mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. So I really didn't have any, like, I know who, who you're talking about and I know all the designs, but I didn't have yeah. any of her stuff. God, I loved Lisa Frank. Let me tell you, you were not the it second grade girl. If you didn't have like that dolphin or tiger Lisa Frank. <laughs> yes. Okay. Now mine was the trapper keeper oh my gosh a new one and that velcro (laughs) and you flipped it open and we had our little different folders and I was very organized with that kind of stuff anyway and I'm the same way as you like even to this day school it's back to I mean like I don't back to school shop for anyone but I go and I will look I'm like, what new pens have they come out with this year? Oh, yeah. Ooh, are there some new kind of marker or they have a new colored pack of Pentel flare pens? Or, I mean, I, I still do it. I still do it. And I'm like you, I love it. It just smells like my childhood. Mm-hmm. And it just, I loved doing it as an adult. I would look, I'd be getting my classroom ready. I'm like, Let's go. I'm going to buy some new stuff, not only for my classroom, but for me. I wanted a whole brand new pack of colored pens, every color when I only used like three the whole year. Right. But I wanted new highlighters and I wanted new. But everything. you still like those things. You, you, it. you still have pens in every color, every highlighter. Yes. Do you have it with you? You got oh, your I little- have everything right here. I have my nest built right here around my mm-hmm. laptop and I still have all of that stuff. I have a huge big bag full of every Crayola super, whatever it's called marker. Literally. Yes. I have brush pens. I have highlighters in like 25 different colors. I have pen, three or four different kinds of brands of pens, 05s, 07s, 03s, 04s, honey. Honey, I still have all all the things. Yeah, all of it. All of it. What you're saying about the Trapper Keeper. So the Trapper Keeper was still a thing when I was in school, but not as big. Mm -hmm. And they had upgraded to the good heavy duty metal by the time it came to me. But when you said Trapper Keeper, like I remember that. But what to me, it wasn't an everybody thing. Only mm-hmm. the rich kids had Trapper oh, Keeper. Okay, okay, okay. I'm not going to say this boy's name. Not that I think he listens or or that his mother listens for that matter. But still, yeah, I get it. No hate. Grew up with him like kindergarten all through eighth grade. We had class together, but that's how our school was designed. It was um, preschool through eighth grade, all in, in one place. I think I've said that on the podcast before, but, um, anyways, we were always in class together, always, ever since we were little, rode the bus together. He was a rich kid, but he wasn't popular and like, God bless his heart. Like he was very nice, but he wasn't really popular. He was a little on the quiet side, but he always wore the nicest clothes, always had like the freshest trapper keeper. I remember erasers being a thing. Mm -hmm. 
Do you remember oh, that? Yes. Not yes. just the ones you put on top of your pencil, but like no. in all these shapes and stuff. Oh my gosh, a hamburger with all the little pieces. There was yes. a bun and there was a piece of meat and there was a piece of cheese. And oh yes, ice cream cone, strawberries, all strawberries. Kinds of fruit. He always had a strawberry one. I remember that because anytime I needed to borrow an eraser, we sat beside each other in second grade. I can remember that classroom set up perfectly. It yeah. was Miss Miles's classroom. Shout out to her. I love her. She's a fantastic woman. But you know, he he would pull out like all of them like because oh, you know we had like was. that little pink one the rectangle pink one yeah that's all yeah. I ever had that's what 95 percent of us in my classroom had but he'd pull out like 20 different shapes and you could choose oh, you so know jealous. I was je- the things that you're jealous of as a child versus an adult <laughs> right yes. but I always borrowed his strawberry one yeah it's so funny I haven't thought about that boy 20 years, probably. He always had a really nice trapper keeper. And I remember he'd pull it out and he, that fresh little zip zip in the Velcro. And I'm just like, man, I want one of those. And I remember my mom's like, well, do you need it? Like, it's not on your list. You don't need it. I was like, but it could be so organized and stuff. And, you know, she didn't say this, but I can, as a mother now, I can hear her in her mind going, you're a second grade kid. What, what are you organizing? Yes, like, yes, exactly. You're barely that reading your and writing. What are you doing? What so, in your life needs to be that organ? But something I will say about school supplies, they're high. The economy is not really great. So everything costs more. So I am dreading bringing that up for three kids because yeah. the amount of supplies that they need, it just, it just gets so expensive, like so expensive because we do want them to have the autonomy to choose. And, you know, they don't want the black and white composition notebook. And the things that kids pick on kids for, I don't want my kids to be singled out because they've got the OG composition notebook and all their friends yeah. have the really cute ones or whatever. Yeah. No, I get and they, it. they do cost more, um, which is ridiculous. But, you know, that, that old school one's maybe a buck. These other ones are three, four five dollars. And yeah. that's fine if they need it. I'm all about supplying them with the tools right. they need to be successful because adults need tools to be successful in their career at home or whatever it is. Absolutely. But it pisses me off because every year they pack their backpacks up and they come home and they've got folders and composition notebooks they never used. Sat in their, you know, their desk mm-hmm. and their little cubby, never used it. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, okay, so you're sending it home. My kids aren't going to reuse it. Because that's last year's. What what am I using a composition notebook for at home? Right. So we I literally have a drawer in my kitchen that has all like all of these old things in it. And I'm just mm. like, <clears throat> what do you do? So I guess I should donate it. That would be something useful to do. Yeah, donate. Yes. But you're an educator. Mm-hmm. Tell me, did you pick the school supply list? Did you decide that as an individual teacher? Did the school have a recommendation or did all the grades get together and decide, okay, all of us first grade teachers, we all agree collectively, we need, you know, the kids need X, Y, Z or, or how did it work for you? Okay. I taught high school. So I, and I taught a subject that was not a, it was not a regular core curriculum subject. Okay. It was an elective subject. So I did my own list. 
I went very minimal because as a parent, I knew what it was like to go out and shop. Okay. And I also knew teenagers. I mean, I worked with teenagers for a lot of years. Okay. My most of my, the majority of my career was teenagers. So I knew what they were going to do. They were going to buy the least amount of stuff they had to buy. Right. So I didn't make it hard. I just didn't feel like there was any need, but I will say, but so what I did was I just went with the basics. What do you need to start the first day? You need a, you need some paper and you need something to write with. Okay. If I need you to buy index cards, because I taught a system of how to learn my, I taught a foreign language. So I taught kind of a system of how to practice and do some review with your vocabulary and stuff like that, you know, and I, and I asked them to get index cards. But I waited until two weeks before I was going to assign that for the first time and said, okay, now everybody, let's go get some index cards. All you need Mm -hmm. is one pack. So three weeks into school, all they had to go buy again was one pack of index cards, you know, or then it might be another six weeks. And I said, okay, now we're going to do a specific activity. I need you to go and buy this one thing, like a yellow highlighter. So, Mm -hmm. and I, you know... And I always had extras. I'm just that teacher that always had a drawer full of, not a drawer full, but I had, I had extras. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I did not make any of my students feel bad if they came and forgot they were supposed to go buy that because they didn't go home and say, mom, I need you to go to the local store and buy me one yellow highlighter. They were all high schoolers. They just went and got that crap themselves. Right. I Mm -hmm. mean, they just did whatever. So, but I never made any of my students feel bad about not having it. I just feel like, okay, well, you know where the book, you know, where there was a bucket of old highlighters. There was a bucket of pens and pencils. Okay. They may have been ones without erasers, but if you didn't have one that day, just go over there and get one. I don't Mm -hmm. care. I'm I'm not heartbroken. I'm not going to throw you out of my class. I'm not going to make you feel bad. Just, you know, where the stuff is. If you need it, go get it. I would have a stack of loose leaf notebook paper. You forgot your notebook today. You lost it, whatever the excuse happened to be. I would rather provide you with five sheets of paper and a pen so that you can participate in today's lesson than be like, well, you can't do any, you're going to take a zero today because you don't have your supplies. That's just, and I love hearing that because that is not every teacher. That is not every teacher. That was not the, that wasn't the majority of teachers for me growing up. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not going to, and so that's why I'm not going to say that teachers aren't allowed to get jaded. I mean, we all get jaded at times. And I can imagine, like, I wasn't called to be a teacher. There's a reason I'm not a teacher. Right. Um, Right. Right. But you want to, you know, I want to think that everybody that is in the teaching profession feels called to be there and make a difference. Yeah. And how putting a child down for not having a pencil, like I don't know. Under- the right brand of crayon. Oh, you bought Rose Art? It's a dang red crayon. Just use it. Okay. Like, I got, what, a, I got an opinion about some crayons. But Look, now I do too for my personal things. But when you're looking at the bigger picture, I just don't see where that's a problem. I just, I don't, I never took that as that was a problem. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? It was not a, it was not a hill I was going to die on. Okay. I was not going to make that a focus. Now, part of your other question was lists or anything like that. So Mm -hmm. as my own teacher, when I taught high school with my own classroom, I really didn't have a big list or anything. I would, and I would even put on my list. I did do a list at the first of school, but it was more like, if you already have like a three ring binder, just make a section for, 
for your foreign language. It doesn't have to be a whole separate binder. I don't care about that. Mm -hmm. If you just want to stick an extra folder in there and label it Spanish, great. Or fifth period or whatever, I'm, I'm fine with that. So I just tried to add to what they were already going to buy. You know what I'm saying? And not make it like you had to have a specific kind of notebook, a specific color, blah, blah. I didn't do all that. Okay. The other thing is, though, I spent some of my career as an administrator at lower grades. Okay. So those, when we first started, when I first started at the lower grades, and I was like, back then, it was termed a lead teacher. So I was kind of like, I didn't teach a class. I was an administrative type, but I was the teachers came to me for, I could go find that resource and get it for them. Or if they needed access to some website that they couldn't get at, you know, I was like in charge of doing like that, you know, like kind of like that. Okay. Anyway, anyway. Okay. But when, when I first started there, everybody did their own list. So if you had Miss Jones, you had one list. If you had Miss Smith, you had a different list. If you had, you know, Mr. Johnson, you had another list. Okay. But by the time I left there, they had all switched to, if you're in fourth grade, mm -hmm. you had this list, fifth grade, you had this list so that everybody, it was more equitable mm -hmm. and you didn't have to think, oh, well, if I start out with this teacher, I can only have this kind of thing. And then what if I get moved or, you know, something happens and I, my brother is in a different class and he's got Mr. So-and-so and I've got Miss Such-and-so. I can't have the same spot like it was nutso. Right. So they went to doing just a list per grade. And I think that worked better. We do that. Well, let me say my kid's school does that mm -hmm. because growing up, it's like how you said initially, you know, mm -hmm. like I said, I was in Miss Miles's class. Miss Miles had her own list. You right. know, it wasn't the right. same as Miss Willis's or yeah. Miss Taylor's. You know, yeah. these are all elementary right. teachers. Rest in peace, Miss Willis. She passed away a couple of years ago. And Miss Taylor, who I mentioned, actually has visited the farm. And during oh, COVID, she came out here and read a Christmas story with the reindeer and shared it with her classroom. It was really sweet. Aww. It felt like life had come full circle. Yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, so that's how it was. But now the kids, it's if you're in fourth grade, this is your list, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. whatever. But these lists are long. And like mm -hmm. I said, they come home with these extra supplies. And so it's like frustrating. I wish we could take more of an approach like you had for your classroom mm -hmm. because it's staggered. One, I think that would help families financially that they don't yeah. have to spend all of that money in one lump sum if you can stagger it. But I know yeah. if they're not high school kids, you know, then you're relying on parents to be timely about something and yeah. I know that that gets sticky because I am a parent and I get I get caught up in everything else or I forget mm -hmm. or I always say yeah I'll do that but then I don't go to the store that day because something came up and I'm not thinking oh crap we need index cards and yellow highlighters you know yeah so I can right. understand why it's problematic but I think it would help one financially a lot of those families um and it would take my anxiety away that I don't have this cart just overflowing of all these things. Mm -hmm. um, and also, so, you know, it's going to get used. Okay. This mm -hmm. is what you need to start. Okay. Now let's incorporate these other things as we go, because I understand teachers have to probably be pretty rigid about what, you know, because like you said, those are those, there's core requirements from the state of what sure. must be taught. And, you know, but maybe as a teacher, you're teaching your class and they're not understanding it or they're not picking it up in the way that you're teaching it. So you change a little bit. And so then you maybe need to incorporate 
something that you didn't have on your list or something you had on your list isn't really going to work now. You know, mm-hmm. who am I? I'm not an educator. I'm a parent, but it's just, yeah, it is just a lot. And it is just really expensive because you're not just doing supplies. You're getting clothes. Oh, you yeah. got to buy clothes. And I mean, I guess you'd have to buy clothes, but I think it's like part of the experience. And I think mm-hmm. it's the majority of what most parents do. And, you know, with those clothes, we get brand new tennis shoes every year. Yeah. yeah. Does it feel, do the clothes and the shoes feel like almost like a rite of passage? Like it's okay. You're moving on to the new grade. You got to have, you know, some shoes, new, yes. yeah, some new shoe or, you know, and we all know styles change. So last mm-hmm. year, whatever, you know, jeans were in, they're not in this year. I mean, like I get it. And, and they for grow. Children, it's a, yeah. Oh, that's right. And they grow. You're right. Absolutely right. But I, I tried to, now this was just me because I, for a lot of years when my kids were young, like in elementary grades, I was a single parent. And so I just kind of watched, you know, my spending a whole lot more probably than I did when, you know, after, as they got older and as I do now, but, um, they, I would just like focus on, okay, they got to have no shoes. They don't have to have jeans in the South until November. Let's face it. It's just hot as all hell Mm -hmm. down here until the end of October. So I wouldn't even go and buy like jeans then. I would just buy like maybe a couple new shirts, a couple new pairs of shorts that fit the dress code. If there was one Mm -hmm. at whatever grade and some new shoes. Um, And I would be like, okay, and this is it for now. I can always buy more clothes later. But that was how I did it only because, like I said, I was on a pretty tight budget back in those Mm -hmm. days, like a pretty squeaky tight budget. And so I just tried to prioritize, you know, but. Well, I mean, like similar to that, my kids are growing. Well, it seems like two of them are the oldest. She's just little and has been little her whole life. And that Mm -hmm. girl's can wear the same jeans from three years ago. But like jeans are kind of like a staple when they're Mm -hmm. little. You know, I am not talking about the middle school girl or, you know, the high school kid, because that's when brands, I think, become important or more of a priority or a stigma. Like you stand out because you don't have that, Yeah, um, which sucks, but like, it's a reality. So like my kids are little, so we've got jeans, basic jeans from wherever that they're on sale. If Old Navy's got a sale, that's where I'm buying their jeans. Mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. it if Target's got a sale or Carter's has a sale, like you mm-hmm. just need the yeah. basics. Not saying that I won't buy some cute little something, something, but if you've just got like some basic jeans for everyday wear, like you're pretty good. My issue with back to school shopping clothing wise, I keep saying my issue. Gosh, like it just sounds like I'm bitching. I'm not trying to be that way, <laughs> but I have lots of thoughts and feelings about it. Yeah. But they already have t- new t-shirts. You know, we've, maybe gone on vacation here at our house the easter bunny brings summer clothes i know that's easter bunny maybe not does that at most people's house but easter bunny always brings new bathing suits new shorts and new t-shirts because it aligns with summer and spring break so the kids have new clothes for vacation so it's like we kind of already have a lot of new shorts and a lot of new t-shirts, but we don't have right. cold weather clothes, but they're yeah, not available right then. But then, you know, it's still kind of like you said, this rite of passage, we got to go do it. So then we go buy a few more, but then it feels like winter rolls around. And it's like, I'm back to school shopping for a brand uh-huh. new season all over again. 
And I don't know how everybody else's kids are, but my kids are really hard on shoes Mm -hmm. and it depends on the mulch on the playground. Oh, that's true. It tears them up. It like stains them. I can remember like we buy these new shoes and the kids are like, they just love them. They want to wear them. No, they're not going on your feet out this front door until it's the first day of school. That's it. You cannot wear them anywhere else. And then they come home and they've played on the playground and they're already funky. And I'm literally washing them day one, trying to get them to last. So my husband has a rule now because he participates. I know not every daddy goes back to school shopping, but we always usually do it as a family. He will go back to school shopping with us this year for clothes, but he's not going for supplies because I want to go in the middle of the day when nobody's there. Yeah, yeah. But his rule is with shoes, no white bottoms. He yeah. don't care if they're the cutest little Nikes you ever did see. If that bottom trim on that shoe is white, daddy ain't buying them. Yep. So that's daddy's rule. Daddy's there and them shoes have like a white little trim on the bottom. Daddy is not buying them. I mean, mm-hmm. daddy says yes, easier than mama. So I guess if you got the puppy dog eyes and you just like beg and beg and beg, you might wear them down. But like we have been burned and like we buy new Mm -hmm. shoes at Christmas. So like you get a new pair of tennis shoes at the start of school. And usually we put it on our list for Santa Claus or -hmm. grandparents or something because they've done warm out. Yeah. But I also think, which we've talked about doing an episode on this, that goes back to how things are made nowadays too. I do not think shoes are made to last. last as long as they used to. That's right. Right. And it keeps you coming back and it keeps you putting more money and investing more in their business. So, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. Does your state do participate in a tax-free school weekend? Ours does. Our state does. So like one weekend, usually the end of July, it's like the probably the last weekend of July is designated tax-free school shopping and you can shop wherever, but certain items like shoes, clothes and school supplies are tax-free so you can't go buy all your groceries for the next two months you know frozen foods and get no tax but that would be nice but does Mississippi tax groceries we tax everything okay so Kentucky doesn't tax groceries oh really this Uh is a whole nother episode seriously yeah oh okay Note to self, we will discuss that on another episode, but we have like a tax-free school shopping weekend and they just started it though, I would say less than 10 years ago. So that was not a thing. That was not a thing when my kids were little. I will say, yes, Tennessee, I would go up there sometimes if I was going school back because they did have it before Mississippi did, but Mississippi has done it. Like I said, within the last 10 years, I don't know how Mm -hmm. long, you know, I don't research anything. So I don't know, but yeah, I would, I would try to take advantage of that if I could, but then a lot of times everybody was shopping that weekend and I'm just not a like go in there and elbow my way in and keep pushing and and grab it. And I would be like, is it really worth the five dollars I'm gonna save for me to go mm-hmm. and like on whatever item it was you know I, I just right. would be like I don't know and I would probably skip it most of the time but. we're close to Tennessee you know yeah. we go eat in Tennessee we shop in Tennessee some and I know that they do it every year but we have never participated in it 
some um maybe Mississippi does it too, but part of that tax free weekend is for electronics too. So if you got older kids and college kids, oh, it's yeah. tax free. They need a laptop and they need laptops. A, yeah. yeah, I don't know. No, That's I a can, good question. That's I would fight the question. crowds for that. Yeah, for sure. And actually, I need to look into that. I'm gonna make a note because my daughter, you know, um, our oldest daughter, she is going to she start her PhD in August, and that would be a great time for her to buy her new laptop that she's been mm -hmm. talking about all summer. Right. So I need to check into that. I need to look and see if it goes for electronics. And all this podcast and stuff, I was just telling my husband, I need to get a new laptop. Circling back to this red crayon. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. The Rose Art versus Crayola. Yep. So most of now, so my kids all go to the same school right now. Our oldest did do kindergarten at a different school before we built our house and moved. Okay. They were not specific about brands. Okay. Whatever scissors you want, whatever crayon, whatever, whatever. They never put a brand on it. This school, everything has a brand. Oh. Everything. Okay. It's Crayola crayons. And is it Fisk? Scissors? Fiskers. Fiskers. Mm-hmm. It has to be that. And it says that that they must be. And I'm like, that is a lot to put on a parent. Yeah. Because one, sure. I do not like, oh, say that's what I mean. I do not like I don't all like that. that. I don't no. like that because one, that means that however many kids at our school, because it seems like it's on every single one of them, kindergarten through whatever, need a pair of scissors. It's all that. Mm -hmm. So you get there and there aren't any to pick from, mm -hmm. or all you have left is pink. You know, my son's sitting there like, well, I'm not taking these pink scissors to school. Right, right. Because he doesn't want that. He wants green or blue or whatever color. Right. right. Yeah. And then like they've gotten fancier. They have designs on them now <clears throat> because oh, one Lord. of our kids had one with planets and stars on it. And so like they know last year I had one with planets and stars. And then like we get there and it's picked over and it's like blue. Mm -hmm. Only one of my kids is OK with that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. But they're expensive. They're scissors. How many times is a third grader actually using scissors? Kindergartner, all the time. I get it. But when you get up in these higher grades and it's a requirement, mm -hmm. yeah. How much are they? When are they really using it? Yeah. That, that drives me crazy. Yeah. And like, not a, no offense to teachers because, like, like I've already said, I was not called to teach. So I'm super thankful for all the men and women out there who are doing that um, because yeah. I can't. And I don't think teachers are valued well. I don't think they're paid well. Like, so I'm not trying to just like throw them under the bus, but I don't like that. I don't think you're keeping um, all family types in mind either when you're requiring, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. $10 scissors versus $2 scissors. Yeah. And if they have a large family, that adds up. Of course. All right. Well, let me say this. Okay. I want to know if you have anywhere local that does this. Several years, uh, right at the end of when I was with at the elementary grades that I was working with, we had a, this just became a trend in our town. I, I don't know if it's in other towns. Okay. I just don't okay. know. A local like office supply store. Okay. They were locally owned and operated, have been for however many years. Not a chain. No, 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 okay. not a chain. They got all the lists early from the schools and ordered bulk, okay, and had, you could buy a sack for a fourth grade girl for one flat price. We don't, but okay. please somebody hear this and do this. 
Yeah. They, that was a trend that really became, so like you did, you weren't fighting, you got the, exactly the right thing, the brands, if that's what it was calling for, you got exactly the number of glue sticks you were supposed to get instead of mm-hmm. having to buy a pack of eight and you only needed four or whatever. They had it all exact and you just would call up there and you'd be like, okay, I need a sixth grade boy for what, I mean, whatever, you know, and they would mm-hmm. have like a sack and you just pay one flat fee. Which you got, and it helped because you got a discount because they bought in bulk. They bought 5,000 sets of Fisker's scissors, right? Right. Instead of you going and buying one at the local retail. They were buying wholesale or whatever. So it, I think it was a savings. I heard a lot of parents say that. Now, my kids were older at that point. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I didn't participate. Like, they didn't need all that, you know. But I thought that was a great idea to do that I mean for so many reasons yeah for so many reasons it just it kept you from having to fight people and figure out if did they have this or not and you didn't have to question if I sent my kid with their two little you know white sack plastic sacks on the first day I knew they were going to have everything that teacher required you know so anyway that's a really good idea yeah I really wish Please, you know, this podcast is reaching some local folks because it would make <laughs> yeah. like lives easier. Like that glue stick thing all the time. You need two, but seriously, they are sold in packs of six and eight. You need two. I've got three kids, so that's okay. I can buy it and, right. and open it but and do it has one. Right. That's it's a pain in the ass. It is. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and exactly. okay. Red crayon. I'm trying to stay on track guys, like trying to. So one of the so the first school where Aniston went to kindergarten I told you they didn't have brands and stuff I did not realize this they shared everything so okay Okay. I thought it was strange she didn't need a pencil box okay Mm -hmm. it's because literally everything I sent to school was community crayons I sent pencils I sent you know whatever I'm sorry if y'all can hear me breathing I've been like I've got a lot of drainage I've got a lot of swelling I feel like I'm really winded all this talking but We picked, it's kindergarten. She didn't go to preschool. She didn't go to a daycare. This is the first time she's going to be out of our house. Like, not that kindergarten's not a big deal for folks, but it was really big for her. I cried. I am so thankful for that school because they had um, donuts and coffee for parents for dropping them off and like teachers and stuff there to like talk to you because I dropped her off at that classroom and I lost it and I just started bawling. My husband was embarrassed. He didn't say he was, but I know he was. And he kept trying to tell me to calm down, but it wasn't tears. I'm talking almost sobbing because my first child is going to school. And she used to be at my home. You know, I, my I, I think I've said it before. My mom and mother-in-law kept our kids in our home. I didn't yeah. take them to daycare. I didn't take them anywhere. So this is the first time my kid is being left with strangers for eight hours a day, you know, and I'm just tore up about it. She didn't give a damn. She rolled in there happy, wave. Like <laughs> I had to make her walk out of that classroom and hug me again. She was, <laughs> she was ready to spread them wings, which I'm thankful. If she would have cried, it would have been even worse. Oh, yeah. But, you know. We let her pick out all these cute little pencils. I remember she picked out pencils with teal pencils with pink flamingos. I'll probably remember this the rest of my life. Yeah. And then she comes home and she's like, I had to write with a yellow pencil today. And I'm like, (laughs) well, why didn't you use your little flamingo pencils? Well, they took them from me. And I was like, well, what do you mean? And she was like, they collected everything and they passed everything out. And we all wrote with yellow pencils today. Mm -hmm. And I was pissed. 
I was like, what? And then the next day she's like, I had to use these weird crayons and they didn't color very good and they were sticky. They just stuck to the page. No offense. That's Rose art, you know, Yeah, I know. Rose art, Rose art, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, why didn't you use your crayons? Well, because I don't have crayons. I was like, well, no, yeah, you do. Like mama, daddy bought you crayons. Like, what do you mean? And so I messaged the teacher and we have, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with it or not. I don't know how long it's been around, but Dojo, it's an app yeah. where parents and educators can is, communicate. Yeah. yeah. So like I just messaged her on Dojo. Super easy. I just pull out my phone. I don't have to send her an email, whatever. And she was like, oh yeah, it's community. We, you know, no kid has their own, whatever. I was pissed. Granted, I know why we do this. I know it is so children who cannot afford you know, their supplies or whatever. So everybody has access to the same things and they're equal. And I appreciate that and I respect it and I get it. But as a parent, if I purchase it for my child, I want my child to have it. I bought it with that intention. If there are children who have needs in that classroom, tell me, I will buy them things. And if you tell me it's a little boy that likes basketball if I can find pencils with basketballs I'll buy them like I know not every parent is willing to do that but that's a very controversial topic what you're talking about believe it it is I know it is controversial controversial. and I know this is probably pissing a lot of folks off I know there's some mamas out there like oh I totally agree and other ones are like wow you're a total bitch but like (laughs) if I bought it for my kid I want my kid to have it If you have a need in your classroom, tell me. I know not every parent is going to volunteer and donate things, but I am that parent. And I pray that every classroom has a parent or two like that. Mm -hmm. If you tell me, hey, there's four kids in my classroom that couldn't get their supplies, I will buy them. I will send them to the school. My kids will never know that we bought supplies and donated it to them. I am not going to tell them that. I do think it's important to teach kids about like giving to others and, you know, helping people who need it. But I'm never going to tell my child, well, somebody in your classroom couldn't afford crayons. So we bought crayons. Like, I'm not going to do that. You know, well, I think in the situation where like in that particular situation that you're talking about, it was community, a community classroom thing or whatever. And it would have been, I think, to me, the mistake was made that it was that wasn't set up front. Right. It so, was not communicated. So in your little letter with your list, parents, these items will be placed in a community treasure box or whatever. Mm-hmm. And everyone will be using from the supplies that you buy. That triggers me as a parent to say, OK, then I'm going to buy whatever kind, whatever I'm required here. But if you want your turquoise flamingo pencils, I'll buy you a pack for doing homework at home. To me, it would not have felt like, hey, I set this stuff up here and then bought what exactly what my kid wanted. And now they can't use it. You know, everybody mm-hmm. else has got a flamingo pencil, but my kid doesn't. I mean, because I see both sides of it as a parent and an educator. I see both right. sides. And that was another reason that I was always very upfront at the first of the year. I was like, look, if you, you know, forget your stuff or whatever, I never said if you can't afford it, because I never wanted to, like I said, call out any of my students. But I, and I just would be like, there will always be a box or a drawer, a plastic container, a Ziploc bag 
of broken, you know, crayons. I mean, that we can do projects with. I am never going to make anybody feel out, feel left out. Now that doesn't mean I gave them all the leftovers. What that means is I just had extra stuff. And at the end mm-hmm. of the year, you're talking about like, you've got these notebooks and all that leftover donating them somewhere. At the end of the year, I would ask my own students, I'd be like, hey, if you're pretty sure you're never going to use these index cards again, would you mind leaving them here? And next year I'll have extras in case anybody forgot Mm -hmm. theirs. If you bought a pack of five yellow highlighters and you only used up two this year, would do you mind leaving the other three behind? It gave my teenagers a way to see that, hey, I can help somebody else when a lot of them didn't, or those that realized, hey, I took all year from that box. I'm going to put something back, but it did it without being calling them out or making them feel seen. It was Mm -hmm. like, they knew they helped somebody else the next time. And then I just kind of filled in as I needed to. I mean, I just felt like that was, or my own kids would bring home crap and I'd be like, y'all did not use all this stuff. Just give it to me. I'll send it to my class. I'll take it to my classroom in the fall because Mm -hmm. I just felt like, no. It was just, it was easier that way than trying to hassle somebody for one or two little things that I thought, this is ridiculous. Why am I stressing over this or causing this student stress? I want you to participate every day. I couldn't care less if your pencil is a number two pencil or a mechanical pencil or you're writing with a blue ink pen. I do not care. Mm -hmm. Well, see, what really drove me crazy, well, what drove me crazy about it is that school, that teacher, which I love that teacher. She was fantastic. But like they had no problem asking if I could donate snacks because I made it very clear when I met this teacher at open house, if you have any needs for your classroom that are not fulfilled, please send me a message on Dojo or send me an email. I would be happy to help you. Mm -hmm. If like the kids were at that school supposed to supply their own snack in certain grades, but in kindergarten, they had a calendar. So Aniston would bring once a month parents sent in 30 snacks and fed had yeah. snacks for everybody in the classroom. Yeah. I told her if there is a family that cannot afford snacks, somebody forgets snacks, you need extra snacks. Let me know. I will send in extra. And I started just sending in extra anyway. That way right. she always had something on hand that she didn't have to supply herself because I know teachers have to supply a lot of things. And I wanted to ask you that before we wrap this up about yeah. what the school supplied you and what you had to use your own money for. But, you know, they had no problem telling me, hey, you know, um, there's going to be three days this month that uh, family doesn't think they can send in a snack. Can you send in the snack? And she would ask me in advance. So I never knew looking at that calendar, which kid or which family didn't sure. provide it. Sure. You know, and so I'd send it. So like, that was my thing. If you can ask me to bring in Teddy Grahams, why can't you ask me to bring in crayons? Yeah, no, you I, know? I totally agree. So um, like, I get it. I do not want any child to feel left out because yeah. my God, kids are horrible and mean, and they're going to find a reason to be mean to them. for <laughs> yeah. any- So they don't need yeah, one right. more thing to say that you don't have neighboring crayons or whatever. And right. knowing that it was community donated, I wasn't going to buy crap stuff. But I wasn't going to, you know, I would have got something that was more uniform because you think Aniston's Flamingo pencils finally got circulated, you know, but they didn't get to every single person. So you're still making kids feel left out. So I don't know. I just think it could have been done differently. Yeah. And I would just rather the school up front say, hey, can you donate? 
10 extra boxes of crayons in anticipation of whatever. And if my kid's classroom ends up not needing all 10 boxes, spread it to the other classrooms. Yes. Like, right, right, you know, right. I don't mm-hmm. know. I just think if you can ask me to, to donate snacks, you can ask me for crayons and pencils and whatever. And if mm-hmm. you have, you always have that teacher wish list on there. There should, I just feel like they should just put a little blurb like, hey, if you have the ability, not just dry erase markers or post-it notes for the teacher, can you donate extra crayons, pencils, scissors for the classroom? I don't know. I just think they should put a little blurb on there. Not only do we need dry erase markers for the teacher, whatever. Can you donate these extra things for the classroom? Um, So that brings me back to this. Before we close this, what did you have to provide for your classroom as an educator? And speaking as a high school teacher and then what you knew in elementary grades, what did the school supply were you reimbursed and how far did that go? How much of your own personal money did you have to use for your classroom? Quick synopsis. When I was a high school teacher, the school provided things like copy paper, you know, like chalk. I started in the days of chalk, my friend. Mm-hmm. Chalk or then later a few dry erase markers, not that many. They, basic office supplies, a stapler, some staples, tape, tape dispenser, that kind of stuff that a teacher would use, not any mm-hmm. student supplies. And then as an elementary admin, we provided the same stuff, but maybe like two packs of construction paper per teacher or, you know, like that kind of bulletin board stuff, things like that, that would be considered consumables for your students, but we didn't have all of the glue sticks or all of the scissors that you needed or anything like that. Okay. Then as the years went on, we, our state got some extra monies revenue that was divided out and it was called, um, it was the, anyway, there's a little acronym for the letters EEF or something like that, educational something funds. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But anyway, each teacher got a specific amount and then you have to like show receipts, but you could take that and you could go and buy anything that was a consumable for your student. So let's say after the first week of school, you realize that you have three students in your classroom that have nothing. You could then take your EEF funds and you could go to Walmart and you could buy three packs of, you know, paper or you just showed the receipts for that stuff. Or Mm -hmm. if you decided that you were going to do, you know, I I don't know, a computer lesson that required everybody to have earphones, you know, y'all were going to do some or something, then you could go and buy little cheap sets of earphones, but you know, you could go and buy those as needed. So that, but those funds were highly regulated must show, you know, every receipt. You cannot, you couldn't buy your weekly candy. You couldn't buy your treasure box little Mm -hmm. items. None of that. It had to be a, what they considered a student consumable. So it had to be a school supply. So that's kind of where that, but I was only there a few years after all that kind of started. And I never really had to do that because that was not a thing when I was a classroom teacher. So I didn't, I didn't experience that part of it myself, meaning, you know, having to show receipts and all that. Now, anything I bought out of pocket in Mississippi, we can get a tax credit at the end of the year, an educator's tax credit, but it is a set amount, like $250 Mm -hmm. or whatever it was at the time. At that time, when I was still uh, working, honey, that did not buy anything, Mm -hmm. but 
I, you would claim the credit, you know, everybody got, you didn't have to show a receipt for that small amount, you know, on our income tax or whatever, but it was a small credit nevertheless. So that's kind of where that was. I'll have to say PTOs. I think this is where your PTOs could really step up. And I'm speaking from experience because it's something that I never really thought of until I joined the PTO at my kid's school Our PTO at their school. And I guess they've been doing this for years they're really good at funding and raising a lot of money. They give every teacher, doesn't matter the grade, every teacher at their school, which is preschool through sixth grade, a hundred dollars credit mm-hmm. to use mm-hmm. for things for their classroom. Yeah. So the teachers do have to, like you were saying, they have to spend the money up front. Right. They submit their receipts to the PTO and yeah. the PTO gives them cash money or check or whatever. Right. Reimbursing. Yeah. So everything. And they encourage them to spend all $100. Look, it's free 100 bucks. We talk about it in the PTO meeting. All the parents know that some of this funding is going to go toward that. And it's helpful because it's helping the teacher and it's helping the students because it's not like you're saying it doesn't have to be a student consumable. They Mm -hmm. can use it for things that they need. So, you know, if they want to get new decorations for their classroom, Mm -hmm. if they want to get new cute stuff, you know, like a new world map or a globe, or they want to buy a thousand crayons, it's whatever they need for their classroom. And I don't think any parent has ever been miffed about, well, they're using it to decorate their classroom. (laughs) Right, right, right. You know, like students, like it makes it a, it's not sterile. You yes. know, right. Exactly. I think that's important too. Not, I'm not that I ever know of a parent complaining, but you know, I could, yeah. I could see parents like, well, that's not beneficial, but it is like creating a warm, happy environment to learn in, I think is important. Yeah, so sure. all you parents and PTO people out there, like raise some money for your teachers, There you go, help them out. But right. I mean, that's kind of it for me. You got any other thoughts? I've complained enough. No, I think I'm good. This was a great episode. I'm glad we talked about this. Yeah. And thank y'all for being here. Please subscribe, share, leave us a comment. Tell us if you like our format or give us some feedback, uh, five-star reviews. And yeah, leave us a five-star review and just some words. Some words on the review help push us up in that algorithm, uh, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You guys can email us. You can hear us on Audible too. That's right. And YouTube. And And YouTube, YouTube. that's right. We're visible on YouTube. If you want to look at us, you certainly can. (laughs) When we tell you what you're wearing, you can can visualize it. But if you guys have anything to add to the conversation, um, topics you want to hear, things you don't like that we said, things you do like we said, you can also email us at highlyhormonal at gmail.com. And you can follow us and comment on Instagram as well. Yep. Sounds great. All right. We'll see you next week. Thanks, guys. All right. Bye. See you.